we are celebrating one of the most paradoxical seasons. I don't understand all that it took. I know that we tradi traditionally have um, earmarked this time as Easter. Uh, and, and I don't begrudge anyone, I don't begrudge anyone the moniker of Easter. I know that we talk about the Passion Week and Good Friday, Modeling Thursday, Good Friday, Sanguine Saturday, and Resurrect Sunday, Easter Sunday. I don't know where we got all that from. It's not exactly correct. Not an amen in the house. It's not exactly correct. For if Jesus was to follow the prescription, he had to be in the grave for three days. If, 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 if the Bible is right, the Bible said, just like Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man would be in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights. And I, I, I still, my, my math wasn't good in school, but still can't seem to get three days out of Good Friday to, to Easter Sunday. I still can't seem to get it. Man does so much uh, in the words of my niece, Maisha, man does too much. They just do, we just do too much. And the truth of the matter is we mess things up along the way. We confuse people. We confuse them. The Bible is absolutely right. It's just we that are wrong. The Bible hasn't made a mistake. We've kind of messed things up as we go. We trying to be intellectual. We trying to be astute. We trying to be cerebral. We trying to be academic. We add our own thought into it and don't realize that our thoughts are not like his thoughts. That the wisdom of this world is, is foolishness compared to the wisdom of God. That there's no way in the world that we can change this prescription. That we can change this thing. Am I making sense to anybody? And if we really examine what happened. If we examine the week before the crucifixion. And we see Jesus come back into Jerusalem. After three years of miracles, three years of, 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 of teaching, three years of showing the true love of God, three years of correcting what was wrong in the law, three years of showing what the law really meant, three years of depicting the heart of God, three years of teaching grace, three years 
of showing love, three years of the mercy of God, three years of healing broken hearts, three years of mending wounding souls, three years of raising up the dead, three years of opening up blinded eyes, three years of healing lepers, three years. Three, three years, y'all, three years. He came and showed how it was supposed to be. Three years. And he comes into Jerusalem after doing all of these wonderful works, feeding 5,000 here, 4,000 there, 10,000 here, 8,000 there, because, oh, I, I'll go into my math later, but there were so many miracles. People who believed in him so much that they believed that if they could just touch the hem of a garment, that they would be healed. People who believed in him to the point where they would take up their beds and walk. People who believed in him so greatly that they would literally take a, a, a sick man and rip the roof off of a house where Jesus is and lower the man down to be healed by Jesus. After all of these miracles and casting out devils restoring children back to life to their parents after all of this he goes into Jerusalem for a final time the week before the week before his crucifixion he's planning and he's teaching his disciples telling them that unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies that there would be no growth or change he's telling them I must be crucified I have to die remember Peter after his name is changed and Jesus tells him I've got to die he says be it far from you it's amazing you can get so religious that you believe that you know more than God. This broken man, this broken man intemperate, this broken man who was volatile, this broken man who was vulgar, this broken man who, who, who couldn't control his emotions was changed by Jesus. I'm boring you. Because I want you to know Jesus never dealt with he never dealt with the super religious people. Everybody that was with Jesus were a bunch of vagabonds. They were undesirables. They were people that had jacked up lives. They were not the people that were expected. He had a thief with him. He had a guy that was vulgar with him. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. He had a bunch of folk that were jacked up, a ragtag bunch of men. And those were his disciples. Jesus didn't come to teach those who think they already know. He came for people who were jacked up. Thank you. That were jacked up. And as he sits with him, he changes Simon's name 
and changes Simon's culture and gives him a name that they called him in heaven and said, your name is no longer Simon. Your name is Peter, which means small stone. Why small stone? Because I am the stone. And you are many me. That's what a disciple is. A disciple is one who sits with a master and learns from the master how to become a master. That, that's, what, that's what all this religion is supposed to do, teach you how to become like Christ. And after Simon's name is changed to Peter and God says, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth, Peter's bound in heaven. Whatever you loose is loosed in heaven. And Peter is exalted to the point when Jesus depicts his leaving, Simon Peter got so cocky and high-minded because that's what religion can do to you uncontrolled. I'm Reverend this. I'm Bishop that. I'm Archbishop this. I'm Apostle that. When the truth is, when you take that name off, you're the same as everybody else. I know I'm going to get some, some, some flack for that, but come on with it. Simon got so cocky. Peter got so cocky that when Jesus depicted that he was going to die, Simon Peter jumps up and says, be it far from me. He rebukes Jesus. And Jesus has to look at him and say, Satan, get thee hence. Get away from me. Because you don't know the things of God. He had to go past the man into the spirit because if he did not die, if Peter was right and he did not die, we would all be lost. I don't hear anybody. So, so a week before crucifixion they all go into Jerusalem they all go into Jerusalem and Jesus tells them to go and find a certain man and he'll have a donkey and her coat a donkey and her baby take and go and tell them the master has need of thee and they will give the donkey over they went and they found, just like Jesus said, there was a donkey and, and her colt. And they went to the owner and said, the master, Jesus, has need. And they gave the donkey and the colt. And they bring the colt and the donkey to Jesus and they take Jesus' garments and put it on the, on, the, on the colt. And Jesus gets upon the donkey and rides into Jerusalem. And because of the three years of his ministry, the people, can't, they, they, they have a wonderful pageantry and they lay their coats down and those that didn't have coats went and got palms off the tree. They didn't have coats to lay down as a, as a, as a carpet, a red carpet. So they went and got palms off of the palm trees and they used it and laid them down as the donkey rode. And they cried out, this is the God that healed. 
This is the guy that fed. This is the God that did miracles. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who's come in the name of the Lord. They praise him for they've seen him work. No doubt the father whose daughter was raised from the dead laid upon mouth. No doubt I don't hear anybody here. The woman with an issue of blood that got healed laid upon mouth. No doubt that the blind man by the side of the road that got his sight back laid his palm out. No doubt that those 4,000, 5,000 men that were fed and, and women and children laid their palm out. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. No doubt that there was a tax collecting thief named Zacchaeus that laid a palm out. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Three years of ministry three years and after he comes into Jerusalem he goes into an upper room with disciples and has a regular supper as they usually did them not knowing it would be the last supper I just want, I just want to let you know what happened that church is not just some fictitious thing somebody made up. There's a backdrop to this. And as they sat at the table and they ate, Jesus begins to tell them, this is the last time that I'm going to be sitting with you. And when you eat today, you're eating and drinking of what's about to happen. And one of you are going to betray me, and that's okay. Because even if you do betray me, I still love you. You're still my friend. And the disciple said, who is it that's going to betray you? He said, the one that I dip this bread in and give it to him, that's the one that's going to betray me. He dips his bread and gives it to Judas. And he says, what you do, son, do it quickly. Meaning it has to happen now. For there is a prescribed time. Judas jumps up and he leaves. And he goes and betrays Jesus. And out of all that happens next. The passion of the Christ. The betrayal. Judas coming back after Jesus sits in the garden of Gethsemane. And prays and cries. Because he's got to deal with this flesh. Yes, Jesus had to deal with his flesh. I don't hear anybody. Jesus had to deal with his flesh. How many of us in this room are still dealing with this flesh? With habits and situations and thoughts and broken pasts and dysfunctions and fear and insecurity and addictions that hold us like a snake coiled around our soul. Jesus had to deal with his flesh and he prays, Father, if it's possible, let, let's forget this because I'm about to die. I don't
don't know what death is because I am life. I am the resurrection and the life. I don't know what death is. So if it's possible, can we please forget this? Find another way? And then he comes to himself and says, no, all of mankind is hanging on this deed. I must pay the price for them. If I don't die for them, they will die in their sin. So I will take their sin and die in their place. I will, I will take this so they don't have to. I will pay the price so that they can be free. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. But your will be done. But your will be done. And the Bible said he prayed this three times. I want you to pay attention to me. I'm purposefully not screaming because I want you to catch this. The Bible said he did this three times to overcome his fear and his flesh. And then finally he looked at them as they slept and said, take your, take your rest. The hour is now upon us. And he sees in the dark a hundred lanterns coming toward him, led by Judas. Judas brings them to Jesus. And Judas said, and, and, they, and the soldiers don't know how to identify whom because they're Roman. Well, who is the guy? He said, the one that I kiss will be the guy. Because we all look the same. We're all dressed in the same role. And he goes up to Jesus and he kisses Jesus and he says, friend, where are you coming from? Friend, friend, where are you coming from and why do you betray me? With a kiss. Judas backs up in total terror for he knows what he has done. Disciple Peter pulls out a sword and says, I'll avenge you, I will avenge you. And he goes to cut off the head of one of the soldiers, but he's a fisherman, he's not a swordsman. And as he flails, he, he swings and he swings and he only hits the side of the soldier's head. Malchus, his servant, and cuts his ear off. The servant screams. The blood pours. The ear falls to the dirt and gravel. And Jesus screams, Simon! Peter! Put up your sword. If you live by the sword, you will die by the sword. This isn't a normal fight. Haven't I been with you to teach you what's going on? He said, if it was about a fight, I'd call on my father and he would send an angel, send a legion of angels. Picks up an ear, walks over to the servant whose blood is oozing through his fingers and he's screaming in pain. And Jesus, There's nobody like him. There's nobody like him. And Jesus puts the ear back on Malchus's head. And nerve comes back together with nerve. Blood vessel comes back together. 
together with blood vessel. Skin comes back together with skin muscle to muscle. I'm telling you, he wasn't just an ordinary guy. His name means salvation. I was talking to my cousin on yesterday. and We were talking religion and he was saying, you know, why didn't Jesus just, just save everybody and not have to go to the cross? If he was, if he was God, why? Because he gave man free will. And he didn't want to make billions of robots. He gave man free will and gave them dominion over the earth. Sin twisted us. And sin brought about a consequence that was damning every man to hell. Every man, woman, boy, and girl. So Jesus had to come and become man and take on humankind and become the sacrifice and take our punishment. I told him, my cousin, it's like somebody that was guilty and, and on the execution block and about to be shot and then some benevolent man says no let him and his family go and he jumps in front of the bullet and takes the shot <clears throat> so this way the man could live that's exactly what Jesus did So that man would have a chance, so that man would have hope. He died so that we could live. What did we do with that? What did we do with that? We decided, being that he gave us another chance, that we're going to take control of our own lives and do our own thing. We're going to do our own thing. And we started to recreate this thing in our perception, according to our precepts. Give me five more. According to our precepts. And we messed this whole thing up, y'all. The reason why people don't want to come to church now is because we messed things up. We, we changed the beauty of Jesus and the beauty of what he did into some kind of religious regimen and put a church on every corner and declared we're the only ones right and everybody else is wrong and you got to be Methodist, you got to be Episcopalian, you got to be Presbyterian, you got to be Lutheran, you got to be Church of God, you got to be Assemblies of God, you got to be PAW, you got to be Church of God in Christ, you got to be Church of Christ, I don't hear anybody, you got to be Catholic, and we messed this up. You got to be the black church, you got to be the Hispanic church, you got to be the Korean church, I don't, we messed this up to people said, I don't want it because it's too chaotic. All I really want is Jesus. All I really want is the one that's going to help me, not all this that is going to confuse me. I, where is Jesus? I see the archbishop, I see the pastor, I see the bishop, I see the prophet, I see the prophetess, I see all of the players, but where is Jesus? 
all people want is Jesus. The drug addict wants Jesus. Drug dealer wants Jesus. Prostitute wants Jesus. Whore wants Jesus. Whoremonger wants Jesus. The liar wants Jesus. The alcoholic wants Jesus. The fearful want Jesus. The molested want Jesus. The molester wants Jesus. The prisoner wants Jesus. The police want Jesus. Where is Jesus? And all the world is saying is if you show me Jesus, if you just show me Jesus, maybe I can get out of what I'm in. I don't want to see your denomination. Show me Jesus. I don't want to see all of this. Show me Jesus. If you show me Jesus, maybe my life will change. Jesus, let me show you him. He is something called love. Jesus doesn't have love. He is love. Listen, look, look at me. Everybody look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. He is love. So much love that he says, I know what you do, and I haven't changed my mind about you. I know religion makes you feel like you can't come. But Jesus says, I am not religion, I am love. I know religion says, oh, you don't look the part, you're not the part, you're not qualified. You're not. Religion looks down on you, but God says, I look at you as my beloved. And all I'm wondering is, when will you look at me like your love? Jesus is saying, when will you see how much I love you and then turn around and look at me and love me? I need help. I can help you. I'm in a bad situation. I'm the good answer. Come to me. I'm not right. I can't come to you like this. My life is messed up. That's the way everybody comes. That's the way everyone comes. Nobody comes righteously. Everybody's wrong. But my love says, I'll take you as you are and I'll fix you as you go. Just come. But wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. It sounds right. The problem is, Jesus is saying, my representatives have given you the wrong message. I want you just like you are. And my love will change you. I will show you my beauty and take your ashes. I will take your garment of uh, your, uh, your, 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 your mourning and I'll give you the garment of praise. I will change your life. What religion is not telling you is I will change your life.
and I will give you abundant life, real life. I, I have to stop here because my time is up. But your time has come. Y'all listen, my family is here. My friends are here. I, I am, I am Donnie. I am Donnie. Yes, I'm a pastor, but I am Donnie. And I had to come to this very love that changed my life. The only difference is I came when I was nine. And from nine to 62, he has proven to be the only one who could love me like this. He is the only one. He is the only one. He is, he is the, he is the only one who loved me like this. And all of my faults and failures, he has never changed. And that's why I can stand up here and tell you today, yes, I have one white, yeah, yeah, but in this heart, there's no good thing. But he is the one who found something and gave me goodness that I didn't deserve. And if I wasn't the pastor, I would still be living this life. And I offer to every one of you as they give me my time code and in this last five minutes, I offer you the same Jesus that Donnie, not pastor, that Donnie was found by 52 years ago. I offer this same Jesus to anybody broken, anybody messed up, anybody with a life that that doesn't 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 work right and anybody who's living in fear and anybody who's tired of your habits and addictions and anybody who wants real love anybody who wants to be free anybody who wants to be free there is no condemnation because I don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in He's calling you just as you are with everything, all your baggage. He loves you. That's what this day represents, the love of God. And if there's anybody that says, I want, I want him, could you, I just want Jesus. I just want Jesus. I know I'm jacked up and I just, if he wants me, I want him. I know my life is not right, but if he wants me, I want him. If he'll take me like this. I'm coming to him. If there's anybody here that says, I want to give him my life and I want Jesus, raise your hand, raise your hand. Raise it up high. Don't be afraid. 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 No matter who you are, no matter where you are, please don't be afraid. Please. He loves you. Everybody that raised your hand, come down here. I want to see you. Come on. I want to pray with you. Somebody help them if they're sitting next to you. If they're sitting next to you, bring them up. Come on, come on, somebody praise God as they come. Some believer, some believer, praise God as they come. Some believer.
I'm still looking and the believers are just patting their hand and you don't realize hell just lost and this is the celebration of redemption this is the celebration of God's salvation I want the believers to give God that great praise here give them that great praise come on come on come on they're still coming Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Hallelujah, they're still coming. They're still coming. They're still coming. Where's the celebration? They're still coming. Satan has been defeated again. Life is new. Life is new. They're still coming. They're still coming. One day the saints will wake up. One day the Christian body will get excited over the souls. They're still coming. It's not too late. There's a couple of you that are still trying to make a decision. Don't wait too long. Don't wait too late. He said, the day you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. Put those hands together and shout with a shout as a few more that are still coming. Come on, it's not too late. It's not too late. There are a few of you that have fallen away. Ah, yes, Lord. There's a few of you that have fallen away and you know that your life is not right. You know that you're not living like you're supposed to be living and you're not living like you used to live. Don't harden your heart. Come on, brothers. Come on, come on, sister. This is the time. No pride, no pride, no pride, no pride, no pride. We come as we are. Those who have fallen away, come back home. Those that have fallen away, come, that's right, come back home. Those that have fallen away, God is calling you. You know his voice. Why would you resist the call of your father? Come back home. Somebody put those hands together and give God a shout as those, that's right, sisters, come on. You hear him calling you. You hear him. You hear him. I'm going to stop here. Bless you, sisters. Come on, come on. That's right. That's right. Come on. That's right. Let me tell you beautiful people something. Let me tell you beautiful people, they're still coming. Amen, amen. Amen. Let me tell you beautiful, and those that are watching, that's right, they're still coming. Yes, come. Come, 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 come. Come home, come home. 
You who are weary, come home earnestly, tenderly. Jesus is calling. He's calling, oh sinner, you can come home. We believe in Jesus. Every one of you standing up here, you believe in Jesus. That's the only reason why you're standing here. Just because you sin doesn't mean you don't believe in Jesus. And the greatest benefit is he believes in you. Most of you, most of you know my story. You know, I'm not supposed to be here. I was raped three times at eight years old. I'm not supposed to be here. I was molested again at 14 years old. I'm not supposed to be here. I've had so many things happen to me that I was supposed to be disqualified, but the love of God went beyond all of that. It went beyond all of that. It went beyond all of that. And the love of God goes beyond anything that you've ever done because he loved you with an everlasting love. And your life changes today. The life changes today. I don't care if you had a hundred children out of wedlock. I don't care what walk of life you come from. You could have been drug dealer, drug addict, convict, molester, murderer. I don't care what it is. The love of God goes way beyond that. You could have been domestically abused. You could have been an abuser yourself. Goes beyond that. Your family could have turned their back on you and made you feel insecure. You may have been looking for love for a long time and tried to find it in the wrong knuckle-headed places. But the love of God goes way beyond that. And he takes you as you are. And he will change your life. So... What we're going to do is we're going to pray. Then they're going to take you into a back room and they're going to talk with you and we're going to get your information. And we're going to keep in touch with you because I'm telling you, if God could heal me of my brokenness, he can heal anybody. Anybody. Could you raise your hands? Raise, raise both of your hands. When you raise your hands, it's a sign of surrender. So I want everyone in the room, whether you're up here or in your seat or watching, raise your hands. That's right, come on, it's not too late. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And I want you to raise your hands like you're really surrendering. Like you're, there's, come, come on, it's not too late, not too late. Not too late. Not too late. Not too late. Raise your hands in total surrender. And I want everybody in this room and those that are watching, I want everybody to say, Lord Jesus, I love you. I need you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for accepting me as I am. I come to you for your love, for your heart, 
for your salvation. Today, I pray that you would save me. I give you my life. As broken as it may be, I give you my life for the rest of my life. I accept you as my savior. I denounce my sin and I accept your salvation. Set me free. Make me free. Today, you are my God and I am your child. Thank you for loving me. Today, by grace, through faith, my sins are all forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. Today, by your grace, through my faith in you, I am changed. I am forgiven. I am saved. Beautiful Jesus. Now, beautiful Jesus, I pray that you, for every one of these that prayed this prayer in this room and online, I pray for everyone that has accepted you as their Savior and come to be forgiven of all sin and accept the love that is so beautiful that we can't even comprehend it. For everyone that prayed this prayer earnestly, I pray, Lord God, that they would be filled with your Holy Spirit and baptized in your name and that their life would be totally converted and turned over to you. Thank you for every young man, woman, boy, and girl, for everyone that's come down here today and those that have watched and come to you. We thank you, Father, and we will make sure that we lead them to you. We will show them you, not all of the trappings that have caused people to be discouraged, but we will show them the pure, loving you that will change their life forever. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.